All right. Unstoppable people. God is doing an amazing thing. And I believe that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is called to be unstoppable people. And it is not just talk. It is lives that are lived out in the power of God, in the power of the Holy Spirit, through ordinary people, ordinary lives. And uh, God has a great plan for each and every one of us. You are not meant to be defeated. You are not meant to be weak. But you are meant to be strong. We are meant to be strong. Thriving, not surviving. And we see the church in action all the time, every day of the week, all over the world. A demonstration that we are really the people of God and the people of God is a people of power. People of power. And so God has called us to be an unstoppable people indeed. But too many times we are locked into our own world. Too many times we are locked into our own perspective and sometimes instead of seeing the church victorious, we see only all the weaknesses, only all the flaws. There will always be the flaws, yes, you know, because we are still human, but God has a great plan for us and He has called us to be an unstoppable people. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm saying all this just to wait for the PowerPoint to come out. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I'm excited about this theme of unstoppable people. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you so very much. Let's give our AVT team a big hand. And this morning, I'd like to share about on the topic of unstoppable together. Unstoppable together. From one verse in the Bible, Acts chapter 2, verse 44. And all that believe were, were what? Together. And all that believe were together and had all things common. Now, we are talking about the early church. And I'm going to focus not just on the early church that is so filled with power and they were really unstoppable, but also relates it to our modern scenario. The first thing that we note here in this passage of Scripture and in many other references is that what God builds is unstoppable. Now, God is doing the work and God's work is unstoppable. Not only is God unstoppable, but God's work is unstoppable. Somebody say amen. For example, one of the greatest examples is that of Exodus, how God builds an unstoppable people. And the Exodus is a fascinating story. But it shows us when there was only one man, God gave that promise. He will build a nation. He will build an unstoppable people. And how God did it is just amazing. 
The story of the Exodus is the story of God building an unstoppable people. What you have is an arrogant king, an unlikely hero, a suffering people, the plagues, the death angel, the opening of the Red Sea, the wilderness, disobedience, idolatry, redemption, and entering into the promised land. It is an amazing story, but that's how God builds an unstoppable people. How He did it is just amazing. Miracle after miracle. So when you look at the nation of Israel, the people of Israel, what are they? Unstoppable. Make no mistake about it. Unstoppable. Not just then, but even right now, today. The story of Israel is just inexplicable, cannot be explained. The existence of Israel today as an ethnic nation cannot be explained in any other way. It is God's work and God's work alone. Where are the, Phili where are the Ammonites? Where are the Edomites? Where are the Amalekites today? No more. No more. And the terrorists have been trying to wipe out Israel for the past 50 years. But Israel still stands today. And you can be sure that Israel will be there until the Messiah comes. Hallelujah. They will be there. There will be forces that will try to drive them out, but you cannot explain the existence of Israel apart from the work of God. God says, I will build my people. You will be my people. And nobody can touch God's people. And God is still moving in Israel. And so how do you explain for the existence of Israel today? Even though many times they were disobedient to God. Not to say that they did not make mistakes. Yeah, Israel, they did make a lot of mistakes as well. But in spite of that, God is still moving in Israel. And how is God moving in Israel? There's only one word for it. Unstoppable. Nobody can stop it. No government, no authorities, no terrorists can stop what God is doing in Israel. So Israel as a nation is an example of God. God's unstoppable work. God building up His unstoppable people. But God did not stop there. God's desire is not just for one race, but for all nations. And that's why on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came and 
That's when it is recognized that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ was born. Just like in the Exodus, the people of God, Israel as a nation was born. But at Pentecost, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ was born. And the people were filled with the presence of God, with the power of God. Filled literally in every way where the Holy Spirit was given to reside in the believers, in the people, to be with them forever. Unlike in the Exodus, the Spirit of God was working, but He came and He left. He came and He anointed and He left. But here, the Spirit of the Lord came and filled every single one and the church was born. And what kind of a church is God building? Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Who is it who is speaking? Jesus. Jesus says, I will build my church. What kind of a church is it going to be? The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In other words, it's going to be an unstoppable church. Hallelujah. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ is unstoppable. And just like the nation of Israel, there were people that were opposing forces and enemies of the cross that were trying to destroy the church. Right from the time of Herod, you know, throughout the ages, even right up to today, there are forces that are trying to destroy and close down the church. The church has been persecuted since its birth, since the beginning, right up to today. But Jesus has already spoken. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And the church will be around more powerful, more pure than ever when Jesus Christ comes for His bride. The church will still be around. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Come on, give the Lord a big hand. And so it is God's work. The Exodus, Israel, Pentecost, the church, it is God's work. God is building He's unstoppable people. That's His plan. That is His purpose. The church is God's unstoppable people. Glad tidings is God's unstoppable people. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes, together, we are unstoppable. I believe that with all my heart. I believe in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it will be a very, very powerful one. There was a time in the early church, very early, they suffered persecution. They were so unstoppable. People were getting saved. And the authorities 
the religious authorities included were getting a little bit threatened. There were healings that were taking place, miracles that were happening. People were transformed. The system was shaken up. People were getting serious with God and the authorities did not like it. So they took John, Peter and John apart and warned them, don't preach, don't preach. But Peter says, we cannot but speak what we have experienced, what we have seen. Something has happened in Peter and John and the disciples' life. They have been transformed and they were unstoppable. And then after that, the miracle of the healing in chapter 4 happened. And, and the authorities were again you know, shaken up. And Peter and John were re-arrested. And they were wondering, what shall we do with these guys? They are unstoppable. Shall we throw them into prison and lock them up and throw away the key? Shall we just kill them off, silence them forever? And while they were talking, there was a wise man in their midst by the name of Gamaliel. And Gamaliel says, okay, folks, let me give you a piece of advice. Listen to me. Let me give you a piece of advice. Very wise man. And he said, leave this man alone. Let them go. Jangan kacau mereka. Don't bother them. Leave them alone. And listen to what Gamaliel says. For if their purpose or activity is of what origin? Human origin. If what they are doing is of the flesh, if it is of a human origin, what will happen? It will fail. If the church is built upon personality, it will fail. If the church is built upon charismatic pastors, it will fail. If the church is built upon its own wealth, money, it will fail. If the church is built upon a grand building, it will fail. But, and listen here, but, if it is from who? From God. It, but if it is from God, you will not be able to what? Stop this man. If it is from God, you will not be able to stop this man. They are unstoppable. Anything that is birth of God is unstoppable. Gamaliel says, don't, don't touch them. If it is from God, you will find yourself fighting against God. And when you fight against God, guess who wins? God always wins. God always wins. And so here, he says it so clearly. And you know the rest of the history there. The church continues to expand. Because if it is because it is from God and nobody could stop the church. Not persecution, 
not death, not shipwreck, not imprisonment. Nothing can stop the church because it is from God. It is God's building. Hallelujah! And unstoppable people. And that's what he's doing even right up to this very day. The key is for the church when they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm talking to each and every one of us. We think that we are weak and we cannot do a lot of things and whatnot. But when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, like this girl in the picture here, she finally saw what God put inside of her. And when you see what God has put inside of you, you too will become unstoppable. God has put within each one of us the Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost, God put the Holy Spirit, God gave us the Holy Spirit. And that's what the church is, a Spirit-filled church, totally unstoppable. So what God builds is unstoppable. And how does He do it? Besides giving us the Holy Spirit, you find that His raw material are just basic, simple, ordinary people. And this is the key to the unstoppable life. Knowing that God turns ordinary people into extraordinary, unstoppable people. That is his forte. That is his specialty. He always does that. Acts chapter 4 verse 13. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that this man had been with Jesus. Now, Peter and John and the rest of the disciples, they were unschooled, ordinary men. Fishermen, tax collectors, ordinary folks. But the interesting thing is the word ordinary men. Because the word ordinary comes from the Greek word idiotis. Idiotis. An ignoramus, an ignorant, unlearned person. It literally means in our English language, what? An idiot. Now, that is not a bad word, okay, because you understand the Greek concept and the context of it. In other words, this, the, 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 the people saw John and Peter and said, these are idiots. These are literally idiots. And God used idiots. Ordinary people to become extraordinary, unstoppable people. How could God do so much to such average people? You see, God specializes in using ordinary people. And the key is they had been with Jesus. Not because of what they have. 
intelligence, academics, finance, connections. No. They had been with Jesus. So they are unstoppable idiots that don't know what cannot be done. Idiots that believe that all things are possible with God. He called everyday, ordinary idiots who believe in His Word. Are we idiotic enough or not? Sometimes we are too learned for, for our own good. Sometimes we just have to be idiots for Jesus Christ. And that's the key. Idiots who have been with Jesus give their whole life to, to Him. They give their whole life to Jesus Christ. They live a life that was Jesus-centered. Everything that Peter and John and the disciples were talking about from then on is this man whom you have crucified, this Jesus whom God has raised from the dead, this Jesus. There's no other name whereby man can be saved except through this man, Jesus Christ. They were just talking, talking, talking about Jesus Christ. Their life is fully focused on Jesus. And those who partner together and surrender their lives to the cause of Jesus Christ, they become unstoppable. How much of Jesus do we have in our lives? How much about Jesus Christ do we speak in our conversation with others? Or is it just about food all the time? Oh, this place is good for that. Oh, that place is good for that. Why don't we just introduce Jesus? And Jesus is good for this. Amen. Hallelujah. They were just talking, talking, talking about Jesus Christ. Their life were focused on Jesus Christ. Totally given to Him. That's, that's who God chose to become unstoppable people. And when, when enough idiots come together and say, we believe you, Jesus. It doesn't matter what it costs. It's not about our lives. It's not about us. It's about your name and your glory and your kingdom. And when people begin to be committed in that manner, you cannot stop them. There's no force, there's no power on earth that can stop such unstoppable idiots for Jesus Christ. You cannot stop people like that. And I see a group of GTNs who are becoming big enough idiots for God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, become idiots for Jesus Christ! And remember, idiots is, does not mean stupid. Idiots just mean ordinary people. Alright? Becoming extraordinary for the Lord Jesus Christ under the power of the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. That's how God makes His unstoppable people when they focus on Jesus Christ. And when they know what is inside of them, Jesus is alive inside of them. And since it's in you, it cannot be stopped. They can kill the body, but they cannot stop what is inside. That's the people of God. That's the believers. 
totally sold out for Jesus. So they were filled with the Holy Spirit, became a church. They had been with Jesus. They continued to be with Jesus Christ, demonstrating when they, when they say they had been with Jesus, that means everything that they know about Jesus, everything that Jesus did, they did. Everything that Jesus said, they said. The miracles that Jesus did, they did. They saw Jesus healing the sick. They went about healing the sick. They saw Jesus healing, laying his hands on others. They went about laying hands on others. And that's the people of God. Ordinary people. Not pastors, not reverend, not bishops. Each and every one of us can be used by the Lord as long as we have been with Jesus. Not in the physical sense. But Jesus continues to live inside each one of us. And he says, all that I have done, you shall do also. And that's what the disciples did basically. And the people saw that they had been with Jesus. That's what it meant. So each and every one of us can be used by the Lord in the proclamation of the gospel, in power, in signs, in miracles, to see lives being changed and transformed, one into the kingdom of God. Somebody say amen. And the third thing that they have that makes them unstoppable is they experience life together. They experience life together. I won't take time to read through this passage of Scripture. Very, very familiar. As chapter 2, verse 42 to 47, I have read to you as my starting point, verse 44, and all that believed were together and had all things common. But this passage talks about the fact that they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, prayer. But they were together. They were together. They experienced life together. In this passage of Scripture, what you read is not a great Christian, a lone Christian that God used. In this passage, what you read is a great church. Not a great Christian, but a great church and a great God. And this church were together. You see, it is God who puts His people together. You all see the word together or not? Very good. Together. It is He who put us together. Otherwise, hey, I mean, just, just look at our congregation here. Such a mixed group of people. It's amazing that we can be together, isn't it? And yet it is the work of God. There are so many passages on Scripture on together. Just in this chapter itself, as chapter 2, verse 1, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. 
and that which we have read, and all who believe were together. And Acts chapter 2, 46, and day by day attending the temple together. They were always together. And that's what makes them strong. That's what makes them better. That's what makes them unstoppable. One Christian alone is not unstoppable. But when we are together, it makes us unstoppable. There was a rich man who was in a hospital for many months and he knew that his day has come. So he called his seven sons to come back. And all of them knew that the father had been sick for a while and they came back from different parts of the world to visit the father. And the father says, go outside. And each one of you gather a stick. They don't know what it was all about. Anyway, they obeyed the father. And they brought back the stick. And the father says, break that stick. And each one of them broke the stick. And again, he asked them, go outside and pick another stick. And they obeyed and they came back. And this time the father says, bring me, put all the sticks together. Seven sticks together, bind it together. Now you break it. And when the seven sticks are together, none of the sons could break those sticks together. Individually, can be easily broken. But when we are together, we are unstoppable, cannot be broken easily. And that's why there's so much emphasis on togetherness. We are unstoppable together. Every time you look at the keyboard, you will notice that you and I are always together. Do you realize that? Now, some of you are checking your handphone now, the keyboard. Yeah. The you and I are always together. You and I together. Amen? And when we talk about togetherness here, we are talking about a very powerful concept of koinonia. The S242 experience. Koinonia. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and fellowship. The word fellowship, koinonia, connected in Christ. Just as we have been with Jesus Christ, that makes us unstoppable, it is also when we are with each other that will make us strong and unstoppable. The S242 experience, it won't be complete without you and I there. Each and every one of us are very important. Koinonia means fellowship, sharing together, communion, connected. And when we have that koinonia, we are stronger together. We are better together. And there is the power of togetherness. And when we are together, togetherness has no limits at all. There's no limit as to what we can do. 
What does this togetherness mean? How is it played out, lived out in the Christian church? Bible says all the believers were together. We experience it together. And what are the experiences? Learning together, the power of the word. Fellowship together, the power of community. Praying together, the power of agreement. Ministering together, the power of spiritual synergy. That's what happens when we gather together each time, whether it be in a cell or in a prayer meeting, corporate prayer, or in a gathering like this. All these powers is released. The power of togetherness. Not only that, there's also the power of standing together, intentional, unity, sharing together, the power of generosity, getting together, the power of assembling together, and praising together, the power of corporate worship. Those were the practices of the early church. Togetherness is not just a social gathering of people who like each other. It's not just a social gathering over chakoitiao or bakuteh or nasi lemak. There is a greater connection within each and every one of us. It is the work of God, but it is also our intention, you know. It, uh, it is also our work, inten uh, uh, intentional uh, uh, work of coming together, of assembling together. And these are the things that happen. I will not elaborate more on, this, on these things, but when the people of God are together, we are unstoppable. There's nothing that can stop us. We can go to the nations, establish more churches, win more souls, we can make an impact right here in our community. We can experience an exponential growth. We can touch many lives. And the togetherness here, the impact of it all together, when you are in the cell together, you can make such a powerful impact upon lives. People who have lost their loved ones, people who are just getting married, people who are going through finance, people who are in pain. When you gather together, you know that you are an, an unstoppable uh, people together. You can make an impact and be intentional about it. Practice what the book of Acts, the eight things that they practice. And you can see the power of God being released. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in their midst. The power of, 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 of God will be released release. And so brothers and sisters, together we are unstoppable. When we manifest life together in patience, kindness, love, compassion, evangelism, peace, hope, gentleness, truth, joy, praise, generosity, self-control. No wonder in the book of Acts, the Lord added daily to the church such as should be, should be saved. 
they continue to experience the power of God in salvation, in healing, and in deliverance. And so, we are unstoppable. But today, reflect and think about it. How will you be unstoppable this week? Will you be unstoppable in your prayer? Keep on praying. Join us in our corporate prayer. Go to the cell. Connect with the group there. Share the gospel with somebody. Be unstoppable in your witness. We are the unstoppable people of God when we are together. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Worship team, you please come. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be with Jesus and be together. That's what makes us the unstoppable people of God. Turn to one another and say, we are unstoppable. Amen. You believe that? Say amen. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. Hallelujah. Shall we bow our head in prayer? Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Some of you may not have experienced the love and the power of Jesus Christ as yet. Do you know Jesus? Have you been with Jesus? You can experience Him today just like the early disciples did. Just like many of us here have. Jesus is not a dead prophet. He's the son of the living God. He came. He did many miracles of healing. Demonstrating the power of God. He was crucified, buried. But on the third day, He rose again. He was crucified for our sin. To take away all our sins and to give us a new life. And when He rose from the dead, that's the life that He wants to give to each one of us. We'll be changed and transformed if we know Jesus Christ. Our sins will be forgiven. We have a new life in Him. If that is the kind of life that you want from Jesus, all you need to do is just ask Him. Ask Him to come into your life, cleanse you, wash you of all your sins, and give you that new life. And you want to know Jesus and the power of His resurrection. He will reveal that to you. If that is your desire, you do not know Jesus, but you want to know Him today and receive Him as your personal Savior and Lord. At this time, will you just raise up that hand of yours and put it down? Just raise up that hand if you want Jesus Christ. Is there somebody like that? You want Jesus Christ to come into your life. Raise up that hand and put it down and I'll pray with you. That is the key. Knowing Jesus Christ. He's a real God. He's a Savior. He wants to become the Lord of our lives. Will you surrender that life to Jesus if you have not yet? You want to do so today, right now. Quickly, raise up the hand and put it down. And we will pray for you. Anybody, just a, 
Just a couple of, just a few seconds more. Yes, I see that hand. God bless you. On the left, God bless you. Thank you very much. You may put down that hand. Anybody else? This is your opportunity. This is your chance. You are fed up. You are tired of your old life. Under bondage of sin and sinners. And you could never live an overcoming life. But today, oh, see how the disciples were transformed. You want that life of Jesus in you. Just raise that hand. One last call. One last call. Is there somebody like that? Raise up that hand and put it on. Yes, I see that hand. God bless you. God bless you on my right. God bless you, sister. Anybody else? Up on the balcony. Is there somebody like that? Alright, if not, let's all pray together. Let's all stand together right now. I'd like to invite the two... Uh, the brother and sister who have raised your hands you know in a few moments can you come to the front here you know, you know so that I can pray together with you but for the rest of us you want the touch of God you want to be sold out for Jesus Christ you want to rededicate your life to Jesus Christ you know, to, you know you don't want to play church anymore but you want to know Jesus Christ and the power of His resurrection you want, you want to, to experience the life of God the power of the Holy Spirit in your life and, 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 and life together even in the community you want the Lord to do that work in you or whatever need that you may have as a church, as a community of God, we are here to pray with you. We are here, as the Bible says, when one member rejoices, the whole church rejoices. But when one member uh, 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 is in pain, you know, the rest of the members is also in pain. So whatever need that you may have, come forward and the church of the Lord Jesus Christ will come and stand together with you, agree together with you. If you need healing, come out and we are going to agree and you are going to be healed, touched by the power of God, whatever need it is. That's why we are here together to minister to the Lord and to minister to one another. You come out, we are going to pray together and it's going to happen. The power of God is going to be released. As we worship the Lord, as we worship the Lord, come now. And I invite our the, the, the one who have raised your hands, can you come and meet me here in your front? Hallelujah.